This program is brought to you by Bible Media, under the oversight of the elders of the Chipman Road Congregation in Lee Summit, Missouri. Hello, and welcome to the podcast, Spiritual Appetizers, Small Devotional Tidbits to Stimulate the Spiritual Appetite. Matthew chapter 4 and verse 4 says, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. The topic for discussion today in episode 151 is going to be from Luke chapter 14, verses 25 through 35. If you have become a disciple of Christ, then you should have counted the cost and made your decision. Luke chapter 14, verses 25 through 35 read, Now great multitudes went with him, and he turned and said to them, If anyone comes to me and does not hate his father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, and his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. And whoever does not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. For which of you, intending to build a tower, does not sit down first and count the cost, whether he has enough to finish it, lest, after he has laid the foundation and is not able to finish, all who see it begin to mock him, saying, This man began to build and was not able to finish. Or what king goes to make war against another king? does not sit down first and consider whether he is able with 10,000 to meet him who comes against him with 20,000, or else, while the other is still a great way off, he sends a delegation and asks conditions of peace. So likewise, whoever of you does not forsake all that he has cannot be my disciple. Salt is good, but if the salt has lost its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is neither fit for the land nor for the dunghill, but men throw it out. He who has an ear to hear, let him hear. Being a disciple of Christ comes at a high cost. We cannot be a disciple of Christ if we're not willing to give up everything. If we're not willing to sacrifice everything that we have, our life, our passion and desires then we cannot be a disciple of Christ. If we're not willing to sacrifice our family, if anyone comes to me and does not hate his father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. If you have become a disciple of Christ, then you should have counted the cost and made your decision. If we love our father, our mother, our wife, and children, brothers or sisters more than Christ, then we cannot be his disciple. If we love our own life, if we're not willing to lay down our life and be crucified with Christ, then we cannot be his disciple. Christianity comes at a high cost, and we have to count the cost before we become a Christian. For which of you intending to build a tower does not sit down first and count the cost whether he has enough to finish it? If he doesn't have enough to finish it, then the people around are going to mock him, saying he began, but he didn't finish. Or what king goes to war and doesn't count the cost, whether he's able to meet with 10,000, the one that's coming against him with 20,000. We have to count the cost and make the decision whether it's going to be worth it or not for us to become Christian. In Deuteronomy chapter 30, verses 15 through 20, the Bible says, See, I have set before you today life and good, death 
and evil, in that I command you today to love the Lord your God, to walk in his ways, and to keep his commandments, his statutes, and his judgments, that you may live and multiply. And the Lord your God will bless you in the land which you go to possess. But if your heart turns away, so that you do not hear, and are drawn away, and worship other gods, and serve them, I announce to you today that you shall surely perish. You shall not prolong your days in the land which you cross over the Jordan to go in and possess. I call heaven and earth as witnesses today against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore choose life, that both you and your descendants may live, that you may love the Lord your God, that you may obey his voice, and that you may cling to him, for he is your life and the length of your days, and that you may dwell in the land which the Lord swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give them. If you have become a disciple of Christ, then you should have counted the cost and made your decision. God set before Israel life and good, death and evil, and he wanted them to make a decision. Make a decision as to whether you're going to follow me and serve me or you're not. He said in verse 19, I have called heaven and earth as witnesses today against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life. We are to choose life, just as the Israelites were. He set before them life and death, blessing and cursing, and he expected them to choose life. If you have become a disciple of Christ, then you should have counted the cost and made your decision. We have to count the cost, whether or not it's worth it to us to become Christian. It is. The greatest reward that will ever be is when Christ will say, "Good and Thou good and faithful servant, enter into your rest. But we have to count the cost. In Joshua chapter 24, verses 14 and 15, the Bible says, Now therefore, fear the Lord, serve him in sincerity and in truth, and put away the gods which your fathers served on the other side of the river and in Egypt. Serve the Lord. And if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourself this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Choose for yourself this day. Make a decision as to whether or not you're going to serve God or you're going to serve these idols. Make a decision and stick to it. Hold to the decision that you've made to serve God. Choose for yourself this day whom you will serve. Whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But Joshua had made the decision for his family and his household. He said, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. He had counted the cost. He had determined that the cost was worth it. And he said, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. If you've become a disciple of Christ, then you should have counted the cost and made your decision. If you've decided to put him on in the watery grave of baptism for the forgiveness of your sins, then you've counted the cost and you said, God, you're worth it. I'm going to serve you. You have my best interest at heart, and I am going to give you all. I'm going to present myself as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto you, which is my reasonable service. I'm going to be crucified with you. That way your son can live through me. The 
price of becoming a Christian is not part of your life. It's all of your life. He wants you to make the decision to give your life to him. Offer it as a living sacrifice. Present yourself before God as a sacrifice that is approved to him. In 1 Kings chapter 18, in verse 21, the Bible says, And Elijah came to all the people and said, How long will you falter between two opinions? If the Lord is God, follow him. But if Baal, follow him. But the people answered him, Not a word. How long will you falter between two opinions? Too many times we become Christian, but we want to hold on to our lives. We want to hold on to the sin that we have in our lives, and we're not willing to give it up. And so Elijah asked the people, how long will you falter between two opinions? If the Lord is God, follow him. But if Baal, follow him. If the Lord is God, then we should follow him. But if Baal is God, then we should follow him. We need to make our decision. If you have become a disciple of Christ, then you have counted the cost and made your decision. In Matthew chapter 6, and verse 24, it says, No one can serve two masters. For either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. We have to make up our minds. We cannot serve God and money. We're going to serve one master or the other. If you have become a disciple of Christ, then you should have counted the cost and made your decision. Is it worth it? Is it worth presenting ourselves as a living sacrifice? being crucified with Christ, because that's what he asks of us. Nothing less and nothing more. In Matthew chapter 12 and verse 30, it says, He who is not with me is against me, and he who does not gather with me scatters abroad. We cannot be on God's side and Satan's side at the same time. We're either going to be with Jesus or against Jesus. There are There is no other option. He who is not with me is against me, and he who does not gather with me scatters abroad. If you have become a disciple of Christ, then you should have counted the cost and made your decision. In Luke chapter 9, verses 23 through 25, the Bible says, Then he said to them all, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross daily, and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. For what profit is it to a man if he gains the whole world and is himself destroyed or lost? The cost of being a Christian is denying yourself, taking up your cross daily and following Christ. I know that is a big price to pay, but it's what God asks of us. It's what Christ asks of us. He wants all of us. Before we become a Christian, we need to count the cost and decide whether or not giving our life to Christ is what we want or not. Because we can't serve two masters. We can't say, Christ, I'm going to give my life to you and then serve Satan. It doesn't work that way. We have to deny ourselves, take up our cross daily, and follow after him. In Galatians chapter 5 and verse 24, it says we have to crucify ourselves with our passion and desires. We die when we decide to serve Christ. If you've become a disciple of Christ, then you should have counted the cost and made your decision. In Luke chapter 9, verses 57 through 62, the Bible says, Now it happened as they journeyed on the road that someone said to him, Lord, I will follow you wherever you go. 
And Jesus said to him, Foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. Then he said to another, Follow me. But he said, Lord, let me first go and bury my father. Jesus said to, to him, Let the dead bury their own dead, but you go and preach the kingdom of God. Another also said, Lord, I will follow you, but let me first go and bid them farewell who are at my house. But Jesus said to him, No one having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. We can give all kinds of different excuses as to why we can't give our lives to Christ. But we need to count the cost. We need to see that it's worth it. We need to understand that we have to die, that it's a high cost to follow Christ. Foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. Follow me. He said, but let me go and bury my father. And Christ said, let the dead bury their own dead, but you go and preach the kingdom of God. He wouldn't accept, accept their excuses. If you have become a disciple of Christ, then you should have counted the cost and made your decision. We oftentimes think, well, I don't really need to be at worship services. But God says in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25, not to forsake the assembly of ourselves together. We made the decision to die in the watery grave of baptism, to crucify our passion and desires. But then we want to do what's best for us instead of doing what God says best, is best for us. If you have become a disciple of Christ, then you should have counted the cost and made your decision. In Romans chapter 6, verses 1 through 7, the Bible says, What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Certainly not. How shall we who died to sin live any longer in it? Or do you not know that as many of us as were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Therefore we were buried with him through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we should walk in newness of life. For if we have been united together in the likeness of his death, certainly we also shall be in the likeness of his resurrection, knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him, that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves of sin. For he who has died has been freed from sin. We died. We died with him. We were baptized into his death. We were crucified with him, that the body of sin might be done away with. It is a high cost in becoming a Christian. It's our entire self. We give our lives to Christ. We lay ourselves down as a living sacrifice. We are crucified. If you have become a disciple of Christ, then you should have counted the cost and made your decision. And if you became his disciple, you said, it's worth it when they buried you and raised Christ. So as we go about our lives today, let's take this little bit of food and apply it to our lives, digest it into our lives, and mold our lives around the Word of God. This has been Spiritual Appetizers, small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Thank you. So, as we go about our lives today, let's take this little bit of food and apply it to our lives, digest it into our lives, and mold our lives around the Word of God. This has been Spiritual Appetizers, small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Thank you. We thank you for listening today. We hope you enjoyed this program. 
You can find out more about Byway Media by visiting our website, bywaymedia.org. You can find all of our podcasts on all major podcast platforms. As always, we thank you for listening.